Welcome to Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop, where you'll find the unique, the bizarre, and sometimes the haunted. Feel free to look around, peruse the items, and never fear. There's nothing here that bites. Hard, anyway. <laughs> well, hello there. So wonderful to see you return to Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. I am your shopkeeper, Chris Baker, and today we've got something very unique for you. Uh, I've pulled this tome off the bookcase of fables, lost manuscripts, and forgotten tomes. It is a book of tales. Tales the likes of which we have not seen here on this planet. Uh, these tales are from long, long ago in a galaxy far, far away. If we flip through the pages, you'll see tales of a particular order of knights. You may know them as Jedi Knights, and these tales are very much a connective sinew to the vast world created by George Lucas. So let's pull out the mutoscope and take a look at the new Disney Plus series, Tales of the Jedi. So Tales of the Jedi was an animated series that came out on Disney Plus. Uh, it was released on October 26, really kind of without much fanfare. I didn't hear much about it. Of course, I haven't heard much about what's going on with the Star Wars aspect of Disney right now because we're in the midst of Andor, which I am watching. I think by the time this episode airs will i don't think episode 10 will have have dropped just yet but really i i don't know if it's maybe because of the fact that andor uh, it's okay for me it's been a bit boring the most interesting aspects of the stories don't have anything to do with cassie and andor and that's a shame because i like diego luna as an actor i don't think he's uh, terribly charismatic in this role and I don't know whether that's him or if that's the way the role's written but Andor hasn't hasn't been getting a lot of uh, fanfare or push right now it seems so I, I wonder if that's the reason I, you really didn't hear a whole lot about Tales of the Jedi of course it's a, a Dave Filoni created series and Dave Filoni has been kind of the golden boy of Star Wars uh, since Clone Wars and Rebels and the book of Boba Fett, uh, his his future work on Ahsoka is is so uh, much anticipated. So I really, again, kind of uh, shocked that there wasn't a whole lot of fanfare for this. But I finally got a chance to sit down, and each episode is really quite short. Maybe like I, I think the run times are like thirteen to seventeen minutes, so right around fifteen minutes each. Uh, there's only six episodes, so you can really bang this out in a couple hours. And because there really was a ton of fanfare i really wasn't sure what i was getting in these stories and i, I figured through the title tales of the jedi it was going to be uh, kind of an anthology series with a different story about different jedis in different eras and and that's uh, vaguely what we got it really wasn't that uh, <laughs> it wasn't that at all uh, it was essentially uh, short stories short kind of standalone stories about two jedi in particular uh, count dooku and ahsoka tano but one of the things i really did like about this that i found out as the 
the episodes went on is that these stories are really a lot of great connective tissue between Phantom Menace and the Clone Wars TV series, even up to Revenge of the Sith. A lot of stories that we got, whether it be through uh, novelizations or through uh, loose uh, fan theory based on some canon, a lot of supposition about what happened to this character after they kind of dropped off the face of the earth after a a particular movie, and we'll get into all that. I'm going to try and be, I'm not going to be unspoilery. This is going to have a lot of spoilers in it, uh, but I'm going to tell you what I can about these episodes without telling you everything about the episode is pretty much what it boils down to so be careful for spoilers from here on out but there again if you listen to it uh, a lot of these things are you're gonna know right offhand what these episodes are about uh, when you start watching them I'm not going to tell you uh, exactly what happens in each episode but uh, I am going to tell you uh, some of the big reveals or some of the big things that happen so again uh, if you don't mind spoilers uh, we'll continue on if you don't like spoilers you don't want to have anything ruined for you go watch this tales of the jedi on disney plus and and like i said it's gonna take you a couple hours tops so (laughs) it's not gonna take you long at all and then you can come back and hear my thoughts on the on the series as a whole but yeah one of the things i thought was really cool is that a lot of this dealt with a lot of the characters that dave filoni brought to life in his Clone Wars series, mainly characters like uh, Ahsoka Tano and, of course, Count Dooku. I mean, he didn't create that character. That was created by George Lucas in the the prequel series. But this version of Count Dooku, uh, played by Corey Burton, we get a lot of the same voice actors coming back. Uh, you know, Ashley Eckstein plays uh, Ahsoka Tano. T.C. Carson plays Mace Windu. You get a lot of uh, actors from the movies. Uh, Liam Neeson uh, makes a reappearance as the voice of Qui-Gon Jinn. Ian McDermott plays Darth Sidious. And the first episode is actually quite interesting. Uh, I mean, you see it right off the bat. It's it's not a big uh, secret that we get to see the birth of Ahsoka Tano. Uh, We get to see her in her village. She's born. We time jump a year later her mother takes her on a hunting trip and it's all about the revelation that she is strong with the force and that she is a jedi and and you have to assume that later she's taken to the jedi temple for training and that kind of starts this this first episode uh, life and death really is uh, kind of the the jumping off point for the ahsoka tano scare character which uh we get Kind of a bookend of that with the sixth and final episode of the season, Resolve. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that when we get to that one. But uh, episode two, I thought was really cool because it was one of the first kind of big reveals. We get uh, Jedi Master Dooku and his Padawan, which is revealed late, but you really know who this is, Qui-Gon Jinn. I, I didn't realize, I figured it was supposed to be Count Dooku. Uh, it's a younger version of him. But once I heard Corey Burton's voice, and, and he pulls his lightsaber out and, and puts the hilt on the table. And you see that kind of curved hilt. Uh, I knew this was supposed to be Count Dooku. And I knew Qui-Gon Jinn was his Padawan. So I, I knew this was supposed to be a younger version of Qui-Gon Jinn. Although it's a, another voice actor playing this younger version of him. And, uh, and they did the nose on this animated character. Or looked like Liam Neeson's nose. <laughs> you couldn't 
Uh, you couldn't deny that this was a young version of Qui-Gon Jinn, but it really was a, an interesting episode because it started you down the path of understanding Count Dooku. In this, he's a Jedi Master, fully committed to the Jedi Order, but you start to see uh, the cracks in, in what makes him disillusioned with the Jedi. His, his willingness to uh, part from Jedi protocol to do what he thinks is right. And this was a really interesting episode uh, to kind of start what I like to call the the downfall of Dooku uh, segment of this series because uh, episodes two, three, and four are, are all about Count Dooku and his descent into becoming a Sith. Episode three is really interesting because you get more of that. Count Dooku, uh, Jedi Master Dooku, and Mace Windu uh, go to investigate the death of a Jedi. And there's a mystery and they kind of solve the mystery. But again, it's another incident where Dooku breaks away from Jedi protocol to do what he feels is right and what he feels is just. And in the end, he is passed over for Mace Windu, taking the place of this fallen Jedi on the Jedi Council. And and you see that kind of resentment in, in this character. And then the fourth in this uh, kind of three-episode arc of of Count Dooku. And like I said, each episode kind of stands alone. Uh, you don't have to one to be able to get the other, but it really kind of paints a, a three-story picture of, like I said, the descent of Count Dooku into uh, becoming becoming a Sith and, and how it all starts for the right reasons, but ends with death and destruction. And in episode four called The Sith Lord, uh, I like this one because this one kind of takes place uh, concurrently with episode one, The Phantom Menace. We see the whole setup of Count Dooku going into the library and using the uh, Sifo-Dyas uh, password to delete uh, Camino from the libraries, which we get in Phantom Menace. We see him talking with Yaddle right after the Jedi Council meeting where uh, Qui-Gon Jinn says that he has encountered Darth Maul on Tatooine. Then we get a little bit of a time jump later in, in Episode 1 where Qui-Gon Jinn has been uh, killed by Darth Maul and Count Dooku is mourning him and Yaddle's with him and, and something doesn't feel right so Yaddle follows him to the place where Count Dooku's kind of holed up in Phantom Menace and and she she sees Count Dooku speaking with Darth Sidious and the jig is up and there's a battle and Yaddle is is felled by Count Dooku. And and the reason I like this so much is because Yaddle shows up in the Jedi Council meeting where where Anakin is presented to the Jedi Council. Uh, Qui-Gon Jinn's talking about Darth Maul and the Sith are back. Uh, and then we don't see her ever again. <laughs> And there was a lot of fan theories, a lot of fan questions. What happened to Yaddle? And I think there was some insinuation, like one of the young adult video games or novels that she was killed. I don't know if Count Dooku was supposed to be the one who had done that in that iteration. But uh, I, I liked how they they gave a reason why she was no longer seen after that original 
episode one, The Phantom Menace. So that that was kind of cool to me. And it really kind of completed Count Dooku's training, so to speak, in Into the Dark Side. You see the look on the Emperor's face, uh, on Palpatine's face, as Count Dooku uh, lands the, the killing blow on Yaddle and then that, that grin and that glare of his. Uh, it was just, it was cool. I, I really dug this episode. Uh, episode number five, Practice Makes Perfect, was another Ahsoka Tano. Uh, and it, it really was kind of just a setup as to how Ahsoka Tano could survive Order 66. Uh, a lot of her practicing with clone troopers at Anakin's, Anakin's uh, request and you kind of get a little bit of a time jump and Rex talking about how her uh, hopefully uh, her, her training has paid off when they're they're facing down a bunch of clone troopers. Yeah, like I said, it, it pretty much all was just set up for giving a reason how Ahsoka Tano could survive Order 66. When so many Jedi didn't. Uh, episode 6, the final episode, was called Resolve. Uh, this takes place after the death of Padme Amidala. Uh, you get a uh, Bail Organa appearance in this. Uh, not played by, or not voiced by Jimmy Smith. Uh, it's actually voiced by the guy who did it for uh, Clone Wars. But this one's kind of cool. Ahsoka has already kind of left the Jedi Order. She kind of shows up uh, as, you know, in disguise and talks with Bail Organa, uh, ends up going off, kind of living a life as a loner on her own, doing odd jobs, helping out at a farm until somebody rats her out. And then one of the Inquisitors shows up, uh, voiced by Clancy Brown, which I always love seeing him show up in movies or, or voicing uh, various uh, characters in, in animated series like this. But this is kind of a, a loose interpretation of the 2016 novel Ahsoka by E.K. Johnston, which gives the backstory of how Ahsoka has the two white lightsabers, uh, especially when we see her later on in The Mandalorian and, and what we'll see in the Ahsoka series. Uh, she kills this Inquisitor and takes his kyber crystals and purifies them. And, and she's able to remake her twin lightsabers like she had at the, the end of Clone Wars. We don't see that in this, but we see her kill the Inquisitor that she gets the, the lightsaber kyber crystals from and, and kind of put two and two together. But one of the things I thought was really kind of cool at the end when she's talking to, uh, I can't remember if it's Bail Organa or, or who, but uh, talking about her getting back in the fight and is she going to get back in the fight and fight the Empire? And she gets a look of determination on her face and it's almost her being reborn. And I, I thought it was a nice bookend to the first life and death. We get to see Ahsoka born and born into the Jedi Order and her path beginning there. And this, we get to see her kind of reborn and her path towards fighting the Empire and fighting evil is is reborn and, and reset for her. So I, I thought that was kind of cool. And like I said, uh, really cool that they kind of delved into the mythology and the, the legacy of the expanded universe as to how she got the kyber crystals to to remake her dual lightsabers which which was always kind of cool to see those little nods to 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 the fans uh i know i saw an, uh, a meme on facebook the other day about uh it was essentially implying uh dave filoni uh all his stuff is just a bunch of fan service which you know what uh 
yeah, maybe that's maybe that's not untrue, but he does it well enough that uh, you know what? I, I don't mind if he pays off a lot of fan things uh, in his iterations of Star Wars. At least he gives a shit about the fans. Uh, you know, I I like Ryan Johnston. Uh, I like his movies. Uh, but he didn't give a shit about the fans or what was already established in Star Wars, what was already established in the movie before him. He decided he wanted to start subverting expectations and just, uh, and, and granted, I can't completely blame him. I got to blame Kathleen Kennedy and all the dipshits at Lucas Films who let uh, different directors come up with their own different stories instead of having like, a clear vision for what these sequel series should have been. But Ryan Johnson has should have had enough respect for the fans and respect for what was uh, what was already established in this in this film uh, trilogy to not stick with the program. But Jesus Christ, don't just go changing things up in the middle of it just because, like I said, he's more worried about. Uh, looking cool, and look at me, I'm subverting expectations. Fuck that. Now, some of the fan service can get a little old and a little bit of, okay, yeah, I see this coming a mile away, but uh, I, I'd rather have it be done from somebody that cares about Star Wars, that cares about the fandom, and cares about you know putting out stories that make sense from what became before it than, than somebody that's just going to go rogue and just do something because, you know, they're an artsy-fartsy director and they don't give a shit about the content of what they're doing or the context in what they're doing it in. So if you don't like Dave Filoni's fan service, you're probably not going to like this, but, but I quite enjoyed it. Dave Filoni wrote uh, all but one of the episodes, episode three choices. Uh, he didn't write that, but uh, he wrote... All the other episodes, the other five episodes, Saul Ruiz directed a lot of them. And ultimately, like I said, for these little short stories, uh, I thought they were fun. Like I said, there was a lot of connective tissue that kind of bridged the gaps between certain things that happened within the the movies, especially between Phantom Menace and the Clone Wars series. There was a lot of connective tissue uh, for things that happened that maybe we didn't get some explanations for. Uh, so I thought that was really kind of cool. And and I quite enjoyed it. And I think if you're a fan of Star Wars, especially if you're a fan of, of Dave Filoni's work with like Clone Wars, you're really going to dig this series. And, and I'm looking forward to more seasons of this. I, I would like it to get to a point where it is just... Uh, maybe one off or maybe you know you get like a two episode arc of different jedis throughout jedi history uh be the name tales of the jedi i want to see different stories like i said this primarily focused on ahsoka tano and count dooku i would like to see uh little shorts little uh, mini adventures of all different types of jedi and and you know all throughout history not just from one timeline in the in the star wars universe i think that would be a cool uh way to go about this uh but then again if they did something like this again where they just take two jedi and give you different stories about 
two particular Jedi every season. That would be interesting as well. I, I just want to see them mix it up. I don't want to see. I don't want it to be a uh, Ahsoka Tano season one point five. Uh, don't get me wrong. I, I like Ahsoka Tano. I like the character. I think there's a lot of Star Wars fans out there that think she's the greatest thing since sliced bread and the greatest Star Wars character ever. Uh, spoiler alert: That's on Solo. But at any rate, I, I like the Ahsoka character. I don't get as I don't get the hype behind the character as much as as some Star Wars fans a lot of younger Star Wars fans that uh, probably are more influenced and probably grew up a little more or Clone Wars was more in their wheelhouse whereas I was a grown-ass man when that came along and I liked it I like Ahsoka uh, I don't think she's the greatest character and I don't want to see everything in Star Wars revolve around Ahsoka Tano I want to see different Jedi being featured in this series. And and maybe that's what we'll get in seasons to come. Maybe not. Who knows? But, uh, but I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with this series as we get into the future of Tales of the Jedi. But all in all, this was interesting. It had a, a tiny little bit of humor. There are some little chuckle moments. It had a lot of drama. There were some... I mean, like that Sith Lord episode where Yaddle and Count Dooku have that showdown... That had a dark ending. There's some darkness to this as well. And it, it really doesn't play like an animated series. There's, like I said, a lot of drama, a lot of action, uh, some darkness, a little bit of humor, interesting stories. The characters, a lot of them we already know, but they don't feel stale. We're seeing different aspects of them that we, we'd never seen before. So that's always kind of interesting. And for my money, I really enjoyed this, and hopefully you will too. If you haven't watched uh, Tales of the Jedi on Disney+, Plus, I encourage you to, to give it a shot. Uh, because, like I said, you can burn through it real quick in a Saturday afternoon like I did, or Saturday morning uh, for my case. But it is certainly a fun ride if you're a fan of Star Wars, and especially if you're a fan of like the Clone Wars and Dave Filoni's work. So I want to thank everyone for tuning in, hearing my thoughts on Tales of the Jedi, the new series out on Disney Plus right now. I encourage you to, to check it out. Uh, like I said, Star Wars fans are going to dig this just like I did. And if you don't like it, hey, you know what, uh, then don't watch it. But don't crap on everyone else's parade. But I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Here my thoughts on Tales of the Jedi. Uh, please check out Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop on Facebook. We're always posting trailers and f any articles we find on the horror, fantasy, and science fiction that we know and love. Uh, we're always sharing those. I'm always adding my two cents as well. And no matter where you listen to this podcast, please uh, subscribe to it, follow it, uh, share it with anyone you know that loves horror, fantasy, and science fiction, and please leave a review. Five stars would be awesome, but whatever review you leave, we do appreciate that. So until next time. Thank you for visiting Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. We hope that you found something to your liking and visit the shop again soon. But even though you may come back, you never really get to leave Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. Ha 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 ha!